Welcome, everyone, to another episode of Slasher Scotty. I am your host, Scotty McCoy, and boy, do I have a surprise for all of you. I have on Zoom with me right now. Now, let's see if I get this right this time. I have on Zoom with me Michael Musatsos, right? Yep. Okay. And he uh, played Thaddeus Hyatt in The Butcher, has a cameo as Michael in Ravage, and he also directed and wrote both of those movies. So how are you Correct. doing, Michael? I'm great, man. How are you, Scotty? I'm doing good, actually. Uh, a little better than last week, but I'm doing good. Um, hanging in as I was talking to you before my dad passed away last Sunday. So I had to postpone all my interviews and, you know, uh, they're all scheduled throughout this week and the next week. So been well, a crazy God bless you. God bless Thank you for you. doing this. Thank you. Yeah, my dad, he was battling brain cancer for the past five years. And the funny thing is brain cancer is not even what got him. So. Oh but, my God! Uh, yeah, but uh, I'm just glad that uh, that uh, we can make this happen. It takes my mind off of things, and uh, we get you know we can dive into some nice horror topics, and you know yeah. set, promote anything you got going on, which is always a blessing for my uh, fellow acting friends. Well, again, thank you for having me on your show. It's yeah. uh, a wonderful show, and uh, so excited to get this rolling. Absolutely, absolutely. So the first question is more of a basic one. Um, I always start out with this. So how did you get your start into both acting and directing? Okay, well, with the acting, I started as a child actor in New York City at the age of eight or nine doing commercials. Uh, Then, you know, regional theater, summer stock, things like that, build my way up to being 18, 19, landed my first gig on Broadway and the play Cats. Um, I only did that for about a year. And then I just, you know, went, I like doing movies more than I did plays mm-hmm. and small parts here and there, like everybody else, you know, trying to get their, their feet wet. And, um, you know, just uh, the Warriors, the Wanderers in New York City. I mean, lots of Woody Allen movies, things like that. And, you know, then I came out here fast forward 30 years uh, ago in uh, Los Angeles and uh, was doing acting as well. Tobey Maguire's Spider-Man. I did a Star Trek uh, Voyager with Jerry Ryan. Uh, where I had prosthetics on and everything. Um, I was a Ladosian scientist. Nice. And uh, yeah, some, you know, again, uh, Pearl Harbor, um, you know, things like that. And then I just wanted to dabble in writing, actually. And I started, I didn't know anything about it, self-taught. 20 some odd scripts later. Mm-hmm. Um, and then of course, as the years go by, technology changes. And today you can make a film on a phone, mm-hmm. you know, and uh, yep. I, I uh, before the, uh, the butcher is my eighth movie, but technically my first movie going to film festivals. Okay. So I did seven films before that, that did have premieres, did see the light of day somewhat, never wanted to put them forward for festivals because i didn't feel i was ready yet that's you know that's your calling card and i i i something was holding me back and all my friends said this is you know what whatever you did before was your film school you saved yourself thousands of dollars you were self-taught you learned how to do everything so yeah i mean so the seven films were uh, uh film school so technically the butcher is my first film if you will and Ravage will be my second film going into the festival world, if you will. So nice, yeah. nice. Yeah, yeah, I'm also an indie filmmaker, and I, I like I said, like you said, I I never went into 
into film school neither. I went, I graduated with web development degree and that's what I worked for the Coast Guard. So like, mm-hmm. it's, it's a lot cheaper and you learn a lot better uh, yeah. doing it on your own because as they say, you can only learn so much in film school. You, right. you have to get into the craft. You got to get into the, on the field, as they say. And, Absolutely. And, and learn it like, you know, hands on because you can only learn so much at, in an educational environment. You know, I'm still learning. I, I go yeah. on YouTube all the time and I watch tutorials yeah. from cinematographers, from, uh, you know, name directors, Scorsese, Quentin, this one, that one, uh, the Safadi brothers. You know, uh, I'm yeah. still learning and still grabbing and taking their yeah. style and making my own style and, you know, all the ones that I love. And from this film, Ravage, to 2018 was the butcher yeah again a big major difference as well i've learned even more i went even further i pushed the limit further with ravage than i did on the butcher so and 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 you can never um you can there's always something new to learn even the likes of sword of seas and all them like they can learn that they'll be they're going to continue learning because as technology advances more different equipment's coming out you know different you know all these different things you think back in the 80s when you know they were like they had the 3d technology and all that coming out like they learned from that so now fast forward all the way to the 2020 you know the 2020s new technology comes out you're still going to learn how to use that new technology yeah, the roller. I mean, it's it's 4K, 5K, 8K, mm-hmm. 20K. You know, it's yep. like, okay, we did it, we did it. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. So, for those that are unaware, uh, can you explain to us what the butcher is all about? The butcher. Uh, both these films actually started out as shorts. Okay. They were not going to be full length films. Um, I decided to make the butcher um, into a feature film. Um, with that, I wanted, I love the old seventies, the, um, you know, Texas chainsaw. Mm-hmm. So I kind of modeled it off of that. And I also modeled it off of, um, hostile. Mm-hmm. And what I did was instead of, uh, Americans in Europe, I had Europeans and people that were visiting California that stayed in hostels yeah. and we kidnapped Thaddeus had, you know, some thugs, if you will, and uh, his henchmen. And uh, what happened was he was, um, as a child, he was, uh, his family owned a restaurant uh, in Oregon. And uh, their food supply, their cow, their meats were contaminated with uh, mad cow disease. Mm -hmm. And they continued to feed it to the town folk. And so everybody in the town wound up with mad cow disease. Thaddeus got mad cow disease. Okay. So I mentioned that briefly in the butcher with mom and dad and Thaddeus watching a screen of what mad cow disease is. Mm -hmm. But yeah, so he has mad cow disease. He becomes um, a chef. uh, And I was able to film parts of it at uh, the restaurant I work at, Maggiano's. I just couldn't show the name or anything like that. Right, but, right. You know, I was in I was in the kitchen and stuff like that. And nice. but uh, yeah, so um, he Thaddeus has a because of the mad cow has um, a hatred, if you will, for foreigners, and um, so they kidnap people in hostels and they torture them, and you know, there's a lot of brutal violence and things like that going on. Uh, long story short, his blood, his tainted blood is put into the meat. 
So as he's cutting up and serving to the people in the restaurant, now everybody in Los Angeles um, gets mad cow disease. And I I made it to where people think it's a real story. I had the scroll and I had a voiceover like John LaRoquette did, you know, for the Texas Chainsaw Massacre, the film you're about to watch is a blah, blah, blah. The events are blah, blah, blah. So nice. everybody was thinking, oh, my God, when did this happen in Los Angeles in the 90s? And like, <laughs> well, it, it, it didn't. <laughs> you know, so at least they were, con- they were convinced at that part. And I'm like, right. people like looking it up online. Uh, what happened in Los Angeles in 1995? What? Where? <laughs> so what about Ravage? What's that about? Again, uh, Ravage started out as a small because I was getting stir crazy with the pandemic. Um, I hadn't filmed. Uh, I mean, The Butcher was out in film festivals 2019, 2020, still in some 2021. I just won the other day another award. Nice but um, thank you. Yeah. But, uh, you know, I was I was getting cabin fever. I was getting angst, angsty, uh, like I'm sure a lot of people were. Yeah. And I just wrote this a little short. It was one person. It was a one person. You know, we didn't know about COVID and this and that. So it was me and this one actor. Mm-hmm. And then my uh, a distributor friend of mine, uh, Phil Herman, uh, who helped, you know, they d- availed, uh, distributed The Butcher. Right. And um, he's also co-producer of the, uh, associate producer, rather, of The Ravage, um, said make it into a feature film, which I did. I rewrote it and made it into a feature film. I had two other different sets of actors, which... One, I uh, was a friend of mine and I knew going into it was going to be a little difficult. And let's just say he was fired, mm-hmm. um, hired, hired two other actors, uh, didn't quite gel with me. They were fired. Mm-hmm. And then I came across these two guys, which are wonderful, Jake Scazzaro and Ed Gage. And they were my guys. Nice. If anybody wants is looking for that character that they wrote, mm-hmm. It was like they were meant to be in this film. They were my guys. They brought my guys to life. Right. Where the other actors would not, it would have been a totally different story. Mm-hmm. And it, it's totally changed since, you know, conception. Yeah. At, thank, thanks to these guys. Thanks to, yeah. you know, Jake and Jake and Ed. And Ed also helped with stunt choreography and things like that. So it, it became a different kind of more realistic kind of film. Yeah. We filmed, we filmed 90% at the LA River. Um, it starts off, I took, uh, I took COVID-19, um, and I mutated it in my storyline like it is now kind of, um, <laughs> but I made it five different strains, nice. five different strains and countries, nations blamed each other. Okay. And so what happens? World War three breaks out in the year 2022, okay. which is next nice. year. Uh, Ravage, <laughs> takes, Ravage takes place in the year 2032. Okay. So um, my one guy, Jake, who plays Dean Taylor, um, is a lone survivor. So it goes from the movie kind of contagion to I am legend kind of territory okay. where he thinks he's the only person left on the planet. Yeah. Um, you know, so again, uh, the wasteland. Uh, my one actor who was going to be my first film hooked me up with this location so i must thank that person for that um if if nothing else because without the location i would have had nothing you know i mean you're (laughs) at the la you're at the la river 
I mean, it's up, you know, you see a couple of people, it's abandoned. There's water. We went down. Yeah. I actually had an accident where um, some of the sewage water that was coming out was um, I didn't have boots on. I had sneakers mm -hmm. and I stepped on it and the algae took me down, Ooh. took me all the way down to the water. My entire right side, my leg, my, my everything was all scraped and cut up. <laughs> so the river hated me. Ouch. It really hated me. So, um, yeah, we, we filmed on and off for about four months. Okay. Uh, I'm going back next Tuesday for one, one tiny little scene that I need in the movie. Uh, the movie is completed, but I must throw this particular scene in. Um, other than that, you know, the movie's ready to go uh, out to festivals. I'm going to start doing test screenings uh, probably September. I have a uh, home theater in my house. So again, with the COVID and everything, limited to five and six people that I know at a time that are vaccinated and stuff like yeah. that. Feedback, yada, yada, yada. But it is, you know, 98% ready to go out. Nice, nice. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, I just wanted to do something a little different. I like fresh, original ideas. You can steal, uh, steal a little here, a little there, you know, like Quentin says to do, but make it your own, get your own, you know, right. your own voice, right. your own voice into doing your project. And that's what this is. Ravage is my own voice. There's the uh, poster. <laughs> nice. That's actually really can, cool. If you can see nice. that. <laughs> yeah, I can see it. It's uh, actually really it, nice. I like that. And there's, there's the butcher on the other side. The oh, one. nice. So that's nice. the butcher with me. That's me on the butcher uh, poster. Nice. That's awesome. That's actually yeah, really yeah, yeah. cool. <laughs> so obviously, uh, um, you 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 finished Ravage. So mm -hmm. like, if you could say, um, without giving too much away, what is the most shocking thing that uh fans can expect from this film? Um, shocking. Well, there are there are a lot of shocking moments into it. <laughs> um, there's a really I wouldn't call it a flashback scene. Mm -hmm. Um with the guy's wife and stuff. I won't get too much into that. It happens right. at the river, but that, and then the ending is a big, I filmed two weeks ago, this big battle scene. Okay. Picture, picture gladiator. Right. Uh, 30 to 40 extras. Mm -hmm. They're ravaged creatures. It's not a zombie movie. I mean, there's no prosthetics. It, they're, they're not zombies and mutations, if you will, okay. that live underground, that live underground. And it's this big, epic, you know, I bought shields and swords and all the, the, the mob has weapons and stuff and hammers and not, they're all cheering them on. And it's, you know, it's, it's, it's gladiator. It's like, right. are, you not in, are you not entertained? You know, and it's a nice. big, you know, it's a big extravaganza for being, you know, an indie low budget mm -hmm. film. Yeah. And, you know, and thanks to all the people that I mean, of course, everybody's paid in my movie. But, right. you know, for them to come out, people came yeah. an hour, two hours away to be yeah. an extra or a featured extra in my movie. And I'm, I'm grateful to actors everywhere. Yeah. You know, um, because Absolutely. without without actors, you know, of any. I've, I've had actors in other films where maybe they started as an extra and I kept them in the back of my mind. Mm -hmm. uh, this one girl, she, uh, she came in from Nevada mm -hmm. and she was going to just be an extra in this restaurant scene. And I made her the server and I gave her a couple of lines. Nice. So because, I mean, 
she came from Las Vegas yep. to be an extra yep. in my movie. How blessed am I? Right. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Exactly. Um, now, where so, were you filming at? at? The restaurant? Yeah. Uh, the scene was was in the patio at Margiano's. Okay, where's that at though? Like, what's what city? Oh, state? Uh, uh, that's in. I'm in California. I'm in Los okay. Angeles. I'm sorry. Okay. And, no problem. Uh, yeah, yeah. It's at the Grove. It's at okay. the Grove. And uh, yeah, I'm sorry. It's like I'm with different time zones. <laughs> yeah, not a problem. <laughs> yeah, man. I, I think everybody's like with me in Los Angeles. <laughs> well, it's sorry, funny because I, I thought I, I at first for whatever reason thought the interview today was for three o'clock, and I'm thinking because usually all my interviews are for three because I get done work at two, and I'm yeah, thinking, yeah. okay, so I'm getting I'm getting set up for the interview and everything, and I get up on Zoom and I'm like, wait. It says five o'clock. I had to look back at our messages and I'm like, oh, we did set it for five o'clock, but we set up the interview like a couple of weeks ago. <laughs> so so I completely like miscalculated the time. Like, ah, think, are you there? I think I lost him. Well, I think I lost you. Hold you there? Right. I think you're back. Problem over. Can you still hear me? Okay. Yep, I can hear oh, yeah, you. Yeah, yeah, I'm back. I'm back. Awesome. You're yeah, back. Was, okay. <laughs> I was, I, what I was saying Sorry was about that, that. No problem. No problem. What I was saying was that at three o'clock, I thought our interview was for, because usually I work till two. Usually I set my interview schedule for three o'clock and we didn't set our interview. You know, we made our interview for weeks ago for today. And uh, I'm thinking to right. myself, right, right. Uh, I'm thinking to myself, I look at the Zoom and I'm, when I'm setting everything, I'm like, five o'clock. I look at our messages and I'm like, oh, that's right. We did set the uh, the the for five o'clock Eastern, which is two o'clock Pacific. To be honest with you, I forgot we had the interview today. <laughs> <laughs> well, we said it like, I don't even know how long ago, at least back oh, in July. Oh. Yeah, back in July we did. Yep. Um, yep. Yeah, I've been, I've just been in uh, promotional mode. So yep. I've been doing a few interviews here and yep. there. Yep. So I lost yep. track of the days. So. Right. And I know you had an interview with my good friend, Greg Gilbert, who was with Python's Paradise. He actually passed my name off to your representative. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. yep. Very, very cool. Yes. So um, what is the best part? Uh, what was the best part about filming The Butcher? What was the worst? And then what was the best and the worst about Ravage? Okay. Uh, I'll start with the, the worst for The Butcher was that I lost footage in, yeah, the hard drive. Ouch. That's, yeah, that's hard. Yeah, yeah. But what happened was I didn't keep everything on my cards. Ooh. I had into Final Cut. It was in there. Didn't save these as backups, which I did Ooh, now with Ravage. Yeah, with Ravage. Yeah. yeah, I have the film. Now I have the film. Right. <laughs> yep. I was just dumping everything into Final Cut. <laughs> and then it was like, oh, it was like, now I have a 10, uh, 10 terabyte hard drive, yeah. which I only have, you know, so when, you know, when you have uh, Final Cut, it doubles everything. So yeah. I had a four and it was filled up and you're trying to delete files and I was deleting yeah. the movie. <laughs> yeah. Oof. But the good thing that came out of it was that, you know, I was watching the movie and I'm like, this is a nice movie. Right. And then the scenes that I... um I got the scenes, the footage of Maria Olsen. She plays my mom. We just filmed the ending of the movie. I had certain things, key elements here and there. But the torture scenes, the violent scenes, the kidnapping was not what I wanted. Mm -hmm. So we reshot. Mm -hmm. 
and I got other actors and stuff like that. And, yeah. and, but we made it better. Nice. So, you know, the Phoenix rose from the ashes, if you yeah. will. Yeah. And then the movie came to life and the movie had a heartbeat and the movie was just there. And there's the movie I wanted. <laughs> there's the movie I wanted. Absolutely. So good, good came out of that. Um, Ravage. Um, my my new cast has been a, a godsend, a blessing. I'm very um, I'm very honored. Yeah, I'm very I'm very humbled to have the cast. Yeah. I'm blessed. I'm blessed because um, it's not just a one man show. Yeah, uh, the uh, the butcher. I had a crew. I would DP when my DP wasn't able to make it, and blah blah blah. I do my own writing, my own scoring, my own editing, my own this, my own that. So that's all me. Ravage, I did the entire film. I DP, I DP'd from start to finish. It's, um, I learned a lot of different, this movie's voice, I keep going back to its tone, its voices with movies, had to be different. And I wanted it a certain way and only I can do it that certain way. I have, of course, makeup artists. And like I said, Ed Gage did the um, stunts and things like that. But I shot it. Yeah. I edited it. I'm, I'm using whether I use Artlist, not to plug anybody, but Artlist or Pond5 for stock footage and things like that. Right. But every, every CGI, there's a little CGI in there, of course, you know, when worlds or, or countries are being blown up. Um, yeah. But everything, I did everything. Everything is done in this movie by me. Um, of course, with help from yeah. friends. And I always let my actors talk to me. And it's like, what was in my head? And when I wrote this scene last year, how do we feel today? Mm-hmm. How do we feel Monday morning at six o'clock in the morning? Right. What are we doing? And there's, I wanted it. It has a lot of wonders. Mm-hmm. If, if uh, people don't know what a wonder is, it's like a continual shot that's not broken off to um, cutaways. If there, you know, if there's a lot of that in the movie. There's four minutes. The battle scene is a five minute one take wonder. Yeah. You know, uh, because I wanted that grand scale, and then I, I zoom in to the extras, the mob scene, and I scale back. And my actors are still fighting and they're still battling. And, you know, they're rolling in the dirt on the floor. Yeah. And I cut, but, you know, so it's that kind of zooming in for that type of a movie. Um, so, you know, I did that. And I'm like, okay, a lot of, uh, like, there's, uh, there's a few flashback scenes. And I'm like, guys, you know, you're, you're engaged or you're proposing in this scene. And just talk. Mm-hmm. talk 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 to each other yes i want it because i i'm from the acting side i want it believable i don't right. want it to sound like uh blah 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 and then it becomes monotone <laughs> you guys i want i want us to feel the love yeah, i want I, I want to see that you guys have been together for three years yeah or four years i let the camera roll i said all right we you know we did um, one scene we did uh four takes I used the first take. The first take was the best. But mm-hmm. talk about what you would do on a date. Right. It's a flashback scene. Remember a date you were on. You were on the boardwalk. You were at the pier at the beach. What happened? 
what what went on with you guys? And I just let them roll with it. Yeah. And I took what I needed, but it was believability. Absolutely. And, you know, because I am the writer, I'm not the end all to be all. Mm-hmm. You know, like with studio films, uh, you want to change something, you have to call the writer up, get his right. permission, unless you're Spielberg, and then you can do whatever you want. But, yeah. you know, in most cases, you have to go by the writer. Well, I am mm-hmm. the writer. So, right. you know. Yep. Absolutely. But that's the, that's the way I wanted it because I came from the other side as well. A lot right. of directors, you know, I, I'm not, I'm not in, in Video Village. Mm-hmm. I don't believe in that. I'm like Quentin has said. I quote him because I know him. I waited on him for 20 years. Nice. Um, I agree with him. Um, I'm there. If I'm not DPing the scene, obviously I'm shooting it. But right. if I'm not DPing it, I'm there. Next to the camera guy. And you guys are acting solely for me. Right. Absolutely. I'm not three blocks away. I'm not telling the first AD, "Eh, have them go a little this way and make it a little up and a little blah, 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 blah. blah. Nah, Mm. fuck that shit. You know, I don't know if I could curse on your show. Yeah, it's fine. (laughs) Okay. But I'm like, no, man, come on. Let's let's get a little, let's get a little real. Let's get real about this. Yes. You know, for me. I, I can't speak for anybody else. That's that's my absolutely that's my thing. I, I want that for my actors. Absolutely. You know, I want to be involved. I want to feel like I'm on that date. Yep. You know, I'm the I third agree. wheel in the back of the car listening in <laughs> on the conversation. You know, I want yeah. I want that. Yeah. And I, I love that. And yeah. that's what I got. And you know, that's what I, I I strive for that. I completely agree with that. So um, what was the hardest part about completing production on The Butcher and Ravage? Uh, the hardest part completing the production on Butcher was, um, again, like I said, I, I had lost the, the, the film footage. Yeah. Once, I, once I got all that nonsense together and, again, did test screenings and then I had 50 people in my living room. Um, I have a 120-inch screen that comes down from the ceiling, but I had like 50 people in my living room. Right. And, oh, my yeah, I was going to do I was going to do a premiere. I um, I did some other of my other films at this one particular theater. It's an acting school and they have a 200 in screen. I was going to book it for March. Right. And bam, the week before we got locked down. So I was going to put thank God I didn't give them the money. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hello. Um, <laughs> so, yeah. So co- with the city was locked down. Yeah. Um, so it didn't have a Los Angeles premiere, but it did go out to festivals. It won 57 yeah. awards. Nice. The Butcher won 57 awards. So nice. That's awesome. Yeah. So when and where can fans go to see The Butcher and even Ravage? Like, do you have dates for them? Uh, the Butcher was on um, Amazon Prime. Okay. Um, I think it's taken down, but my my uh, distributors are going to put it back on there, and they're going to okay. go to Tubi, Tubi, and a couple of other. They were also they had their own company called Avail Entertainment, Avail, okay. and they had their own channel, so it was through Roku and stuff like that. And uh, the one uh, distributor, Asif uh, Akbar, um, that was his baby. He had. Uh, did, did away with that because he's directing movies and yeah. it was just too too much 
to have their own platform, their own streaming platform and stuff like that. But I mean, it was on through Roku. You can go on. It was on iTunes. It was on. But now you can go into Vimeo. It's still on Vimeo. Um, my close friends, I send them the link as, as well. Um, it will go back on again for, you know, the populace. Okay. But uh, it's not out there right now. Uh, right. So you can't watch it today unless you go to Vimeo and type in The Butcher. And, uh, you know, then it'll be there. And it's like a buck 99 if you want to rent it, you know. Okay. Um, plans for Ravage, again, um, hopefully my team, uh, it will be the same team. Uh, we'll get it out, hopefully, the, you know, this time on like our DVDs and physical as well as streaming services. Right. So there, there, there's talks into that, doing that as well. Awesome. So right now, right now, it's at Ravage is at the tail end. I shoot a little scene next week back at the river, uh, test screenings in September, and then it goes out to film festivals. Awesome. So you know, and then in the meantime, they they do what they need to do, and I need what I need to do. Awesome, awesome. So the last question I got for you is, do you have any yeah. other film projects in the works that you would like to promote to the listening and viewing audience, as well as any social media accounts and websites that you'd like to promote? You know, I, I was also supposed to be doing right now, I wrote a script, mm-hmm. uh, Amityville Legend. Okay. And uh, what makes a difference than the other Amityville films that are out there, which I don't want to mention, but people just took those names because it was a public domain name, Amityville. You can call Amityville Sweatshop if you want, whatever, whatever right. it is. People are making schlock mm-hmm. and garbage using that name. Mm-hmm. Mine actually starts in vaudeville in 1940. Then it goes into the 70s. It's a year before what happened, uh, the town, the legend, everything like that. But yeah. I'm keeping it more in that streamline i'm not so it's not like just using the name and you know for for using it and uh you know whatever um i was i'm thinking of doing a ravage 2 uh it can be either a prequel or a sequel i don't again want to give away the movie but it can go in either direction okay um i'm thinking of the i wrote a script for the butcher too you know so i mean i have lots of things it's my ideas and now it seems to be the world's idea of, you know, I got me and we got the Delta variant. So yep. let's see, yep. let's see what happens, you know. Yeah. We all have plans, but you know, Absolutely. I think it's I think it's gonna be around for a long time. Awesome, awesome. Do you yeah. have any social media or website you want to promote or plug? Um, all all my fan films are on Facebook. Okay. Um, also Ravage and the Butcher are on Instagram real. R-E-A-L, Real Ravage 1 on okay. Instagram and Real Butcher Movie 17 is the butcher. Okay. And I'm I'm Real Michael M. Mm-hmm. Book and type in Ravage. Okay. The movie is there. There's, there's all fan pages. Awesome. So there's the butcher, there's the butcher. Uh, there's a movie I did called Slice. There's a movie I did called Happy Anniversary Maggie. You know, so all my others have fan pages as well. Awesome. Sounds like a yeah. plan. Thank yeah. you so much, Michael, for joining me. Thank you. I, I yep. really appreciate it. And, you know, God yep. bless you and healing you. to you and your family. Okay. Thank you very much. You have a great Thank rest you. of your day. Thank you as you well. You as well. All right. Thank you. Bye. I appreciate it. Yep. Bye. Bye.